Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new little bev. A new fun beverage. Actually, I brought the beverage. I know. I'm very excited. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know if we're going to like it. And this week, you guys, we are talking. We are unlocking a new fear for you. Truly. (laughs) Truly. If you didn't have this fear before, you're going to have it now. Yep. We're talking how to protect your identity. We're going to be talking the different types of identity theft, (laughs) how to prevent it from happening, and what to do if you have had your identity stolen. We did have a listener have her identity stolen and reach out to us. She reached out because she was like, I went through your entire catalog and there was nothing about identity theft, so please help. Well, I'm also (laughs) just not even unlocking this fear. I've had this fear. And but you're slightly prepared. No, I'm saying so I'm prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is not like out of my wheelhouse. And this is where anxiety does pay off. It pays yeah. off sometimes. Yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. And you guys know you can always write into the show like this listener yep. with episode requests at am I doing this right pod at gmail.com or you can DM us at am I doing this right pod. Oh, and um I'm going to reveal the drinks. Oh, yes. And you're supposed to Tell me it's something about cars. A car. Oh, my God. And I love how I said, I'm not going to forget, but I definitely forgot. Okay. This is absolutely insane. Do you want to enter the oh. drink? Oh, the, the drink's something special. It's the Harmless Harvest Coconut Water, Ooh. but it's with watermelon. And it reminded Ooh, me of you. Oh, yeah. I just don't know if you like coconut water. This type I love. This is a really good one. It's a good one, but then watermelon made me think of you. Oh, thank, I do. I do think that this is very on so brand with I, for me. Yeah, we have to drink it cold. Like we, we have yeah. to, or else it just tastes like spit. It's true. It's true. Yeah, some coconut waters just like are not it. Let's see. Ooh. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, what, what is this cars thing? Natalie like told okay. me to remind her. <laughs> I need my phone for this. Okay. So this was night before last. Uh huh. It was two. 30 in the morning and I have woken up because there is a gaggle of dogs going absolutely insane and so I'm like what the hell is like, Zeppelin barking no. oh no because Zeppelin's like put out okay Zeppelin yeah he he was out like a light I don't know how because this thing definitely woke up the entire neighborhood so I'm like what is happening and then I'm hearing wheels like in a ditch like somebody's oh, like, like stuck in yeah. a ditch, just uh-huh. like gunning it, but going nowhere. So it's like, zzz, yeah. You know? So I'm trying to figure out. Also, this was it was pouring rain. Pouring oh rain. my god, I can't so even talk about that. I'm thinking somebody's stuck in a pothole or like, like a big puddle or something. Yeah, like. and they can't get out. Then <laughs> I start hearing crashes. And, like, whatever this person is, they're crashing into things. And so, at first, I thought it was out on the street. Then I realized it was in our driveway. Okay. So, this... Is someone, like, Kool-Aid man (laughs) through a a window? Almost. (laughs) So, I think what had to have happened... So, we have this long driveway at my apartment building, and there's, like, a curb that separates our building from another one. And 
this person, I assume it was a man. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it had to have been a man. I think he thought that our driveway was a street. And I also am fairly certain he had to have been inebriated. Of course. Yeah. At 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> thinking right. a driveway is a street. <laughs> On a Monday night or whatever. Tuesday. So he goes down the driveway straddling the two straddling the curb so he's crunching his car the whole way and then he's trying to get off the curb but he's his he's like tilted so his wheels are I see I see what you're saying (laughs) and then he finally gets like a wheel on the curb and instead of doing like an Austin Powers like 12 point turn out yeah. He just guns it straight back into a wall. Oh no. So now he's now he's like this man's car had stuck between been. a rock and a hard place literally. <laughs> literally. And then I just you have to hear the amount of squealing, screeching that was happening after he got wheels on the ground trying to get out. Please listen to this. Oh. oh no. Oh. Just wait for it. That's the revving. Yeah. Going nowhere. Oh god, I hate that noise. Oh my god, that literally it's like nails on a chalkboard. On and on and on. Well, I, I would have called. You know me. I love to call nine one one. I would have called nine one one. Nine one one. Yeah. I mean, she was to help the guy it. out. She was watching it. She thought he was going to gun it back into her apartment. Yeah, I would think that at that point. <sighs> so she <laughs> was insane. <gasps> it was so loud. It's so loud. That noise is gonna haunt me, <clears throat> like for so long. And then. He finally got out and just drove off. Oh, God. I hope he made it home. Well, I'm the cops, I'm sure, because she called, like, kind of right before he got out. And they they live kind of close to Or the cop, they're kind of near us. Yeah. So she said, oh, he's, he's going to go out, and he turned left or whatever. So I'm like, they had to have caught him. He probably was crashing into other cars on the way out. Yeah. That's a, that's so, it reminds me <laughs> on my way here, I saw this guy doing, uh, what's it called? When you, parallel, parallel parking. Park. Oh. And you know how your worst fear is that everyone's looking at you and like, yes. oh my God, this is, um, but no one's ever actually doing it. Remember that one guy yelled at me? Oh yeah. Yeah, no, this was it. I was like, I actually, I wasn't judging him, but I was like, ooh, and he kept going and I was like, oh, ooh, yeah. and I'm like, I'm your worst fear right now. Like, yeah. I'm the person who's watching like, dang, yeah. this is not like, working out for ooh. you. Yeah. And then he was like, I just went around him. I was like, sir, I'm going to respect your privacy because yeah. this is embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. And and at that point, I would just bail. I would just abandon He needed shit. to bail for yeah. sure. At like, I was sitting there for just, a while and he needed to just be like, I'm going to have to circle the block. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You got to circle the block so that the traffic goes by and now it's a new bunch of people that can judge you. Yeah, <laughs> right. I didn't want to judge him. I was just like, I'm witnessing this. I'm, I'm seeing this. I and can't it's unsee bad. it. bad. Yeah. It's bad. 
Carson is crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, I have something else, but I'll t- we'll tell you uh, later. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's get into protecting your identity. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. While we drink our harmless harvest our coconut harmless water and harvest. watermelon, we haven't had this, right? No, not and watermelon. Um, I don't think we've even had harmless harvest. And and why we got into it? Yeah. Well, you know, we always say it. Listener requested episodes. They're going to get the priority. And we got the DM, and she said. Not me looking through episodes of Am I Doing This Right instead of searching Google for content on how to handle my identity theft. And then, I was laughing so hard, she went on to say it's frustrating and confusing, but that she, quote, can't help it that people want to be me, though. Hey! (laughs) And you know what? I love that perspective. I love it. (laughs) I love it. People just, they want to be you. They want to be her. But, you know, if you're one of the people that are like, "Mm, I don't want anybody to be me. Let's get into it. And let's start with some facts. Yeah. So some facts about identity theft. Number one, losses from identity theft cost Americans $5.8 billion. Billion. With a B. Dollars. $2.8 billion of losses were from imposter scams. And $392 million were from consumer online shopping. Always shop with a credit card, you guys. I'll just say that. Because you never want to shop with a debit card. Oh, so you think it was from consumer online shopping using a debit? No, I'm just saying at least if you get... Right. At least it's a credit card. I've had that happen to me where I have to call and be like, I did not spend $700 at Walmart.com. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Norton LifeLock, they report that victims of identity theft worldwide collectively spent nearly 4.4 billion hours working to resolve the issue. Oh, hell no. Talk about a headache. And half of the victims reported financial loss. In addition, 40% of victims report mental health impairment or sleep loss resulting from the crime's yeah. I can barely sleep as is, let alone if my identity is. was stolen. I know. I'm making up scenarios in my head <laughs> and I can't sleep. I can't imagine. Okay, so the number of identity theft scenarios in the U.S. is nearly three times higher than in other countries. Reports indicate that nearly 33% of Americans have faced some kind of identity theft attempt in their lives. <gasps> God, why is it so much higher? Oh, I don't know. We do everything XL. That's why. Jesus. And finally, experts believe that these cases occur so often that there is a new victim every 22 seconds. Most studies indicate that this ratio will increase in 2023, making it a bigger issue for Americans. New fear unlocked. Unlocked. (laughs) But what is it? Okay, so identity theft happens when someone uses your sensitive data to pose as you or steal from you. Identity thieves may drain your bank and investment accounts, open new lines of credit, get utility service, steal your tax refund. Oh my god. Oh my god. Use your insurance information to get medical treatments or give police your name and address when they are <gasps> arrested. That's insanity. Who are these people? Is that like a job? Is like people like spend all that's a full time job, probably to just be stealing identity because that's really committed. And how do you fall into that? I would love I to would interview love an identity to. thief. Oh my god, me too. <laughs> I would love to do like a prison series where we interview <laughs> inmates. Okay, so how does identity theft? happen. All right. There's a number of ways that identity thieves may obtain your personal information. 
Some common ways include stealing wallets or purses in order to obtain identification, credit, and bank cards, digging through mail and trash in search of bank and credit card statements, pre-approved credit card offers, tax information, and other documents that may contain personal details, filing out change of address forms to forward mail, which generally contain personal and financial information. That's very crafty. Or buying personal information from an inside third-party source, such as a company employee who has access to applications for credit. They can also obtain personal records from a victim's place of employment. They can also do something called skimming information from an ATM, and this is done through an electronic device, which is attached to the ATM, that can steal the information stored on the credit or debit card's magnetic strip. And this also frequently happens at gas stations. I always think about that. I know. Well, that's why they started doing chips. Oh, really? That's so you don't have to swipe it? Because it's the strip that they were getting the information off of. Oh. That, I got my identity stolen that way. And when I talked to the bank, they were like, uh, well, you probably got it at the shell on whatever corner because that was like the last place I had gone. Oh, my God. I know. There's so many ways, you guys, including swiping personal information that has been shared on unsecured websites or public Wi-Fi. Oh, that's another thing. Public yeah. Wi-Fi. And I'm never on public Wi-Fi. Oh, really? I'm always using my horrible 5G. Sometimes I do. If I'm at Target or something, I'm like, well, fine. Uh-oh. Not smart. Oh, there's so many ways, you guys. We're going to keep going. They could steal <laughs> electronic records through a data breach. I always get emails. Oh, all the time. Your your information has been has compromised. Been I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Also, phishing for electronic information with phony emails, text messages, and websites that are solely designed to steal sensitive information. Also, posing as a home buyer during open houses. Oh, that's interesting. In order to gain access to sensitive information casually stored in unlocked drawers. Now, that's like very ballsy. That, that's what I'm saying. Full-time job. That's, that's a job. I mean, that's your, we're putting on a fake little mustache. Yeah. What are we doing here? It's <laughs> like truly criminal. But there are actually different types of identity theft. Yes. There are seven of them. There are seven types. And we're going to get into each one, and then we're going to include their warning signs so you know what to look out for in case this sounds a little familiar. So number one, credit identity theft. This is probably the most common. This happens when a criminal uses your personal info, such as birth date and social security number, to apply for a new credit line. The warning sign is that you may see an unexpected change in your credit scores or an account you don't recognize on your credit reports. You may get debt collection notices or a court judgment against you. And the best way to prevent this is to freeze your credit. Yes, so and we'll s- get into more ways, yeah. too. But yeah. If you see something a little suspicious, Freeze. Freeze. If credit. you see something suspicious, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> it's true. It's too late. Another form of identity theft is child identity theft. Criminals steal a child's identity and apply for credit in that child's name. Often it is not discovered until the victim applies for college loans or other credit. Some warning signs to look out for if your child is getting offers of credit cards or phone calls about late payments or debt collections, investigate. And you can also freeze your child's credit to prevent that. That is so crazy that you could do it with a child. I know. That is so Evil. 
And people steal their, like, children's identities, too. Like the parents. Oh, oh steal their own. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. It's wild. All right. Next is synthetic identity theft. Synthetic identity theft is when criminals use a patchwork of identity details to construct a fictitious consumer using a social security number, often one of a minor child or one that is simply made up that is not yet in the credit bureau's database and combining it with a name and address. They then apply for loans and credit cards, often making payments for years as the credit limits grow. Then comes a bust out when oh, cards bust out uh, bust out when cards are maxed out and then the criminals disappear why do people have so much free time this does seem like a lot of effort yes but i guess i mean this career criminals they do it as a career warning signs if you try to freeze your child's credit and discover that their social security number is already in use that's not a good sign. Often, it's not discovered until the child is applying for student loans. It's not always preventable because sometimes criminals make up and use social security numbers even if before they're assigned. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So they just happen to choose the number that your kid is going to get? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's probably not that hard. I mean, not, a, not an unlikely scenario. That's, I know it has to be. An unlikely scenario. A low well, chance of happening. Number four is taxpayer identity theft. Sometimes fraudsters use a social security number to file a tax return and steal your tax refund or tax credit. That is fucked that up. That is so fucked up. So morning signs is you may be unable to e-file because someone else has already filed under that social security number. You get an IRS notice or letter referencing some activity you knew nothing about or IRS records suggest you worked for an employer that you did not. Filing early can help you beat criminals to filing in your name. And some states offer six digit identity protection pins after a rigorous verification with additional security. Why don't they and do that? And you guys, it's tax season, so just go do it right now. This is your sign. You know, Do Con your taxes right now. Connie is probably like, everybody, you need to do this Oh, I wonder, you know what? I want to ask my mom if she's ever seen <gasps> somebody have their identity stolen. She has to. I mean, she she's been doing taxes it. for 30 yeah. plus years. There's no, she said she's for sure. But I bet you she went to go file and was like, I can't file your... <gasps> I have asked her. I'm gonna call my mom on the way home. That's so I'll crazy. update you guys yes. in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, next is medical identity theft. Using someone else's identity to get healthcare services is medical identity theft. It's particularly dangerous because it can result in medical histories being mixed, giving doctors and hospitals wrong information as they're making healthcare decisions. So the warnings here would be claims or payments on your insurance explanation of benefits that you don't recognize. If you've fallen victim to this, you'll need to both report it to your insurance company and inform your healthcare team to be sure information in your healthcare records is actually yours. That seems uniquely American. The whole this whole that you have to steal somebody's identity, identity to get health care. Yeah. It's a, that's actually a stat. Like if you're gonna do any of them, I that one seems that the one's most more understandable. Reasonable. Unless you're like getting like a plastic a BBL. surgery. <laughs> yeah, a BBL. <laughs> 
Okay, the sixth type of identity theft is account takeover. Criminals use personal data to access your financial accounts, then change passwords or addresses so you can no longer have access. Oh, <sighs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we need a password manager for, you guys. Mm-hmm. So warning signs is an email, letter, or text from your financial institution that refers to an action like a change of password or email change or a transaction that you don't recognize. That happens with social media a lot, too. It's like, did you log in in... Yeah, I had... Well, I had someone log into my Wayfair account. What? I'm like, what are you doing on Wayfair? <laughs> I haven't been on Wayfair in six years. Okay. Wayfair, all right. <laughs> and finally, criminal identity theft. Although this all seems criminal, but whatever. Criminal identity theft occurs when someone gives law authorities someone else's name and address during an arrest or investigation. This is often done with a false identification, such as a fake driver's license. Oh, my gosh. So they have a fake driver's license? You know what? This has probably happened a lot. (gasps) Fake IDs. Well, fake IDs, but also... Joe used his older brother's ID when he wasn't 21. Because they looked like, I bet you there's so many like siblings that were using their siblings, older siblings, and they got arrested and they probably gave it. I bet you that's happened. Oh my God, I'm sure that's happened. Honestly, Joe would have done that. Old Joe. We always reference old Old Joe. Joe. (laughs) Old Joe. But we're, at least we're with new Joe now. (laughs) Okay, so a warning sign for this is that you may be detained by a police officer for reasons that are unclear to you. This is my worst nightmare. Or be denied employment or promotion because of something found in a background check. That's so terrifying. I'm so afraid I really of being don't falsely scare accused. our listeners too much. This shit is scary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about who's most vulnerable. Okay, to so yeah, identity theft. Yes, so children, as we've said, yeah. are most vulnerable. Mega social media users, high income earners, and the elderly. Not children and the elderly. Not children and Jesus the elderly, Christ, you guys. Well, like we said, children are vulnerable to identity theft because their social security numbers are often offer thieves a clean slate to apply to credit cards, mortgages, and more. And guess what? It may take years to realize your child is a victim. Some won't even find out until they're applying for things like student loans or car financing and are rejected. And it can take time to untangle the financial mess a thief left long ago. Wow. I know. That's wild. I mean, it makes sense. You wouldn't know until you're 18. Can you preemptively freeze their credit? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. When my child is born, can I be freeze like it. frozen? Yes. If any of you have a baby... You might want to consider that. Okay, so social media users. These are for the people that are, like, all over social media. It's not super great news because sharing details about your personal life on digital platforms like Facebook or Instagram could put you at a higher risk of identity theft. Consider an identity thief who somehow knows the number to your bank account. Maybe the thief found that number in your trash or acquired it after a data breach. So here's how it works. Through your social media posts, the identity thief may discover personally identifiable information about you or your family members and could use those details to get through security measures in your bank account. Like if it's like, what's the name of your pet and your mom's last name? Yeah. Or your even your high school, if you're like reunion and you're yeah. like there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of mm-hmm. very, they're going to have to think of better security questions. 
I know. I ha- I picked the one because I think of myself as I'm a public figure. So yeah. I can't do ones like, what was the name of your elementary school? Because it's on the internet. Uh, right. So I always have to do the, the really obscure ones. Those ones are hard too because then I'm like, am I going to remember this? I have a password manager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can put those in there too. Yeah, I put a little note section and then I'll write like, oh, for the security question, I wrote this. Yes. Yeah, because sometimes it's like, what's your favorite movie? And I'm like, well, I have like 16. So which one am I going to put in this yeah. one? Yeah, no, no. You know? Mm-hmm. So for those high-income earners, you may actually have a bigger data footprint, which makes you more vulnerable to identity theft. And you may have more disposable income. You might shop at more places. You may have multiple credit cards. In other words, you may be leaving more financial and personal data behind in more places than someone of modest means. In the event of a data breach, that information could be exposed. And then another possible vulnerability is Passwords. You know, I'm big on passwords. Some high-income earners may use the same passwords and security measures for every account, meaning access to one account is access to many. Yeah. We've got to be doing different passwords, you guys. Yeah, different passwords. I know someone's driving right now like, fuck. Yeah. I can't use the same one that I've had since I was 12. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's also helpful if you do like a sentence. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes I'll create like a wild sentence that just would never be strung <laughs> together. <laughs> That's actually really smart. Okay, well, finally, the this one's so fucked up. The elderly. So a Cornell University study found the elderly people, so this is 60 and older. <gasps> That's so crazy. 60 and older doesn't seem elderly. I mean, I guess, I guess my, my dad's 55 and my mom's 54, so they I'm like... They don't seem elderly at all. No, they don't. It's weird. I mean, even my dad's 65. He does not seem elderly. My mom, they don't feel elderly. My grandma feels elderly, but she's 96. Let's say older individuals because elderly seems very rude. Elderly elderly makes it seem like they don't know what's going on at all. But I guess it's people who are 60 and older. Yeah. So the study found that people that were 60 and older who fell victim to financial exploitation had a biological disadvantage when it comes to identity theft. The study found that nearly 5% of seniors may be less able to perceive people's intentions and understand dangerous situations and thus be financially exploited. The result is that those seniors may be less skeptical, making them more vulnerable to financial exploitation. And because they might also have a higher net worth, their age group can easily be targeted for phone scams, phishing attacks, and medical identity theft. Have I told on the podcast the story of how my friend's grandma got, whatever, scammed? It was so sad. I don't think so. They, okay, so my friend's grandma's older. She gets a call from my friend and she's like, have I told you this? I've told you this. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, hi, Grandma. It's me, Megan. I'm in jail. But can yeah. you not tell mom and dad? And can you just bail me out? And the grandma's like, oh, my God, yes. She's like, can you send $10,000 in gift cards? It's always the gift card. It's You know why? It's because you can't return you can't, gift cards. And you once they them. Once you give them the code, they just type it and they can use it. So she went to Target, bought $10,000 worth of gift cards, gave her all the codes. And then she finally saw my friend and was like, oh my God, how are you doing? Or do you were in jail? And she goes, grandma, what? I was not in jail. Oh and they couldn't recover it. It was so horrible. It's so horrible that people would do that, especially like just because they grandma. know that they, you know, aren't going to question it. But also I feel like if you're a target worker and a very old but- lady comes in and says like, 
well, I would like to buy ten thousand dollars in Walmart gift cards. They don't do it now. They but when, there's like a limit. You can only buy like five hundred dollars at a time in gift cards. Okay, but this was like when this first started, like yeah. in two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah, that was a big thing. It was so sad. It's so sad. Okay, well, how can we prevent identity theft? How can we right. make sure this doesn't we, happen? Right. So we've mentioned it before, but freezing your credit. So if you freeze them with, you want to do it with all three major credit bureaus. So that's Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And that's going to restrict access to your records so new credit files cannot be opened. It's free to freeze your credit and unfreeze when you want to open an account and it provides the best protection against an identity thief using your data to open a new account. My credit's frozen. It's so simple. It's literally a button. Like, I literally click unfreeze. Freeze. It's not like a process. Like, once right. you're, like, up, you're signed into the little portal. Yeah. It's just, like, freeze. Freeze. Okay, well, I got to do that. It's very simple. Another thing you can do is review credit card and bank statements regularly. Credit card fraud is the most common type of identity theft, according to FTC's Consumer Sentinel Network. Is that Sentinel? Sentinel. Sentinel. As a result, one of the most effective ways to prevent identity theft is to regularly check your credit card and bank statements for transactions you don't recognize. These could be small amounts that a thief makes to see if you even notice. Mm. If neither you nor your financial institutions flag them, the thief will most likely try to make larger purchases. So know when you usually receive statements and inquire if they're late. Very interesting. Yeah, because sometimes I'll be going through mine and I'm like, what the fuck is I that? And then I'm like, oh, that's through my me. credit card statement <laughs> ever. I need them to be more specific. Yeah. Sometimes the like descriptor, I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? I've had my identity stolen. And then it's like, I will do all these, all this Googling and it's like, oh, that's like actually Target. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Oh, that, that was me. <laughs> okay. You can also review credit reports annually. So requesting your credit reports from Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian is free, and you should do so annually. Accessing your credit reports won't lower your credit score, and you can easily request them online. Also, the bureaus provide tools to help you monitor your credit, such as alerts to notify you of key changes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I need to do that, too. Also, you guys... I've said it once, I'll say it again. Password queen. Create different passwords for your accounts. A secure password is long, it's complex, and unique, according to FTC. So create different passwords for various accounts, which is easiest to do with a good password manager. Avoid using information related to your identity, such as the last four digits of your social security number, your birthday, initials, parts of your name, dog names, anything that people can look up. Things you've put online. Like, none of my passwords are Zeppelin December 20th. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. Okay, this one's a throwback. I kind of want to bring it back because it was fun. It was super fun. Shredding. Shredding shit. So shredding receipts, credit offers, uh, loan, credit applications, insurance form, bank statements, all those types of documents when you don't need them, you can just go ahead and shred them up. My mom, obviously, she's she's an accountant so she has a shredder yeah and that like if i went to the office with her that was like my activity yeah she'd give me a big pile and i'd be shredding shit left and right me too and my dad with because he was a banker yeah and so he's like here you go and oh my god feeding it into the shredder 
So I was fun. telling you, but it was kind of scary. Because it was like, oh, what if my fingers, what if my there? fingies get shredded? I might buy a shredder. I'm not kidding. Honestly. And put it in my office. Because I also love the sound. Like it's kind of, it, it kind of makes me feel like an elite adult. Yeah. Like I'm <gasps> really adulting. I think we should get shredders. I'm going to get a shredder. Because honestly, there are so many things that I rip up into a million pieces and throw away. Yeah, and I get, like, credit card offers. Me too. I also live, like, in a city that is, like, a little bit more, maybe has high earners. Uh-huh. I can see people going through the trash. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. I've seen people going through our trash. <gasps> you guys, I'm going to get a shredder. I'm going to get shredders. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really feel like an adult. <laughs> Okay, another thing you can do is consider identity theft insurance. Many major insurance companies offer identity theft insurance, often as an add-on to homeowners, renters, or other policies. It generally costs an extra $20 to $60 per year. However, if you have had your information breached in a data leak from a large corporation, which happens frequently, that company may already be offering protection services for a certain period of time. Yeah. So ask. I guess it's like, you know, if you get that email that says, hey, you've been identified as somebody in a data breach. Yeah. Then they never tell you if you're like, you may have. You may have. So so I was. Right. (laughs) So you might as well call them and be like, can you uh, hit me up with some of that? protection service? Yes. Speaking of which, you should get an identity theft and protection service. The best way to safeguard your personal information is to make use of the best identity theft protection services to suit your needs. These services typically offer ID protection, credit monitoring, and more to keep your sensitive data away from prying eyes. So this is companies like LifeLock, Identity Force, Identity Guard. They all offer theft and monitoring services. Yes, I have these. Yeah. I remember growing up, my dad always had LifeLock. Yeah. They had a big scandal in like 2001. They did? Yeah. Did they breach everybody's data? I think th- I think that the the data they were withholding was breached. Oh my god. Which, you know, but you know, yeah. I think they've come up. There's still a yeah. what happens to the best of us. It does. It does. Okay, so what do you do if your identity's been stolen? Like our listener, our dear right. listener who was like, "Fuck me. Like, it's too late. These people want to be me and what do I do?" <laughs> So first and foremost, you immediately call or email the fraud department of the companies, banks, or credit unions where your accounts have been compromised. Explain that somebody stole your identity. Ask them to close or freeze the compromised accounts. Also, a lot of the mobile banking apps have an option to freeze your account just like really easily. Just a little, a little doop. You can also go to identitytheft.com. Gov to report fraud with the FTC and create a recovery plan. So it's like really, I mean, not really easy. It's going to be the one of the worst things that's ever happened to you. Right. But they do have a website for it. <gasps> this reminds me, actually, I had a friend who had her identity stolen and it was one of the worst things that's ever happened to her. Yeah. They, I, it was a debit card <gasps> and they literally stole everything oh God, and she couldn't stop. get it back. I know. So again, use your credit card if you're shopping online. Yes. Yeah, also, you can file a police report with your local law enforcement agency. A police report provides you with a document saying you've been a victim, which can be helpful when requesting a seven-year extended fraud alert on your credit reports, for instance. So this type of fraud alert requires a police or FTC identity theft report. So you just need, like, when you need to prove it to be able to, like, oh, look, this is the— 
Right. This is the report. A seven-year extended fraud alert. You're, yeah, that's for the people who have already been done scandalous. Yes. All right. Blocking the usage of your social security number directly through the Social Security Association by calling their number listed on ssa.gov. When blocked, no one, including you, can make any changes to your information. You can contact them again when you want your social security number to be activated again, but obviously you will need to be proving your identity, and apparently it is a very vigorous check. Oh, goodness gracious. And you guys, last but not least, always remain vigilant. Remain vigilant. Sadly, being a victim of identity theft once does not mean it cannot happen again. Yeah. That would suck. Knock on wood. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. God. Take steps to prevent identity theft and remain alert. Remain alert, people. Oh, by the way, we also have a TV show on Fox that uh, we produce called Alert. Alert? <laughs> Airing on Fox? Uh, what day? Uh, it's not, well, it's on Mondays, but it's not on anymore. Oh. Airing Season on one, Fox? but it's on Hulu. Anyways. Ah, airing uh, on Hulu. <laughs> stream now. Well, we hope you guys learned more about identity theft, the types of identity theft, and how to protect your identity and... Even if we unlocked a new fear, we hope that we soothed it. Yeah, because knowledge is power. Power. Knowledge is power. And then, you you know, when you're informed and you're like, I'm in the know, then you're less scared of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to go home and go buy a shredder. Me and a few too. other little things. Oh, my God. I can't wait to buy my shredder. Yeah. Also, you, like, run your business out of your home. I know. You need a shredder. I need a shredder. <gasps> I'm going to have it under my desk, like, in the, with that little trash can, yes, you know? Yes, I love the little trash can. Oh, my can. God, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, let's circle back on the harmless harvest, coconut water, and a hint of watermelon. Just a hint. Juice beverage. Um, Do you want to intro our hottie? Oh, yeah, you guys. Obviously, our hottie is Melissa McCarthy, because she was in the movie... Identity, identity theft. theft. I never know if it's Melissa McCartney or McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. I always am always like, is it going to... Oh, yeah, because McCar- like Jenny McCartney. Yes. Yeah. No, Melissa McCarthy. And then it's Matthew McConaughey. That's nothing to do with it. <laughs> Paul McCartney. See, it's confusing. There's a lot of them. McCarthy. McCarthy. Okay, so one, two, Melissa McCarthy. What are you thinking of this harmless harvest watermelon? Can I be honest with you? You don't like it? Not me. Mm-mm. Oh, I have not one problem with this. I know. I This is a you drink. This is definitely a me drink. I mean, I would give it a Melissa just because I do not have a single issue here. I know. I don't think I like watermelon flavored things. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a... Watermelon juice. I'm going to give it a six. Wow. wow. Okay. Eight. eight. <laughs> it's an eight. It's an eight. All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week, it's Fuck, Mary Kill. Why are you seem so tense over there? Because I'm having I'm having a hard time with this one. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Fuck, Mary Kill. These are albums. Oh, okay. Channel Orange. Ooh. Red. Or, this is where I'm torn. I'm going to go with Scorpion by Drake. Oh, because there's a lot are, of bops on that song? one. What's God's this? plan, nonstop. Oh, oh. kinky. Nice okay. for what? Okay, okay, okay. 
Ooh. in my feelings. Okay, 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 okay. Whoa. Okay, so you're she's saying Channel Orange by Frank, Frank Ocean. Ocean, read by Taylor Swift, which Natalie, I'm sure, would gladly kill. I would kill that one personally. And then Scorpion by Drake. Let me just refresh everything that's on red. I mean, I know red like the back of my hand, but all too well. Red, 22. My, I wasn't struggling with my choice. I was struggling more with what Drake album. Oh, okay. I'm like, man, he's got so, a lot. Here's the thing. We have to marry Channel Orange. Because it's, Gotta marry it's Channel Orange. one of the greatest albums, I think, of all time. Of all time absolutely so that's easy it's what we're fucking and what we're killing yeah and this you're gonna be shocked but i'm actually gonna fuck scorpion and kill red only because of the number of like nonstop, god's plan eight out of ten mob ties nice for what summer games it's stacked and red has a lot i mean i love Read the song, one of my favorites. Got me through a lot. Got me through a lot of heartbreak. All too well. But I don't love We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. Right. And some of the oh, they're begin just again. not fuckable. It begin again. Oh. You know, you can't fuck this out. They're not. Yeah, they're not. Really you either fuckable. marry it or you let it peacefully peacefully go. go. Yeah, I stand by your choices. I think I would have done that same. I know you would have done that same. I would. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> But that was a good one. Oh, Mine thanks. is um, kind of cheesy. All right. But I, I thought iconic childhood cartoon characters. Okay. And then I, I had some in here and I thought, oh, I, I want to make it a little bit tough. Okay. So I gave you three ones maybe you would consider. Okay. SpongeBob. Uh-huh. Bugs Bunny and Homer Simpson. Okay. Well, this is hard because like... I love Spongebob. I think Spongebob is the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I know. I really want to rewatch it. <laughs> it's so funny. But, so I'm like, oh, I kind of want to marry him, but I think I'd get so fucking annoyed. Yeah, he's pretty annoying. He's so annoying. To live with? To live with. Though he does love dressing up in his little, like, French maid outfit <laughs> and cleaning and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I would love to see him in that. French maid (laughs) outfit. Oh, my God. That cartoon. Okay. It would be endless entertainment. It would be. I mean, it's like. Endless. I also. How old is Spongebob? And he has a stable job. He does have a stable job. He's always He's a career man. Yeah, he is. He loves his job. He loves his job. All right. Well, okay. I'm killing Homer Simpson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. I just. Yeah. I'm not a big, you know. I'm going to fuck Bugs Bunny, and I'm going to kill Spongebob. I'm sorry. I'm going to marry Spongebob. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the right choice. Yeah, I think that's the right choice. Also, Bugs is kind of hot. Yeah, he's kind of like... He kind of like leans up against a wall and a eats a... carrot. Yeah. And he's like all like, bad boy. Yeah. Bad bunny. Oh, bad bunny. Bad bunny. Yeah, so, okay. I think that's a good a good choice. Yeah. I like that one. That was a good one. Um. Well, we hope you guys this episode helped... Our listener helps you. If you like it, give it a rate and review. We love those reviews. And we will be back next week with another episode. Bye. Bye.